From the studios of EWTN, this is Open Line with today's host, Father Wade Menezes. In North America, call toll-free 1-833-288-EWTN. That's 1-833-288-3986. Outside North America, call 1-205-271-2985 or send an email to openline at EWTN.com. Hey, tremendous t- <clears throat> excuse me, Tuesday to each and every one of you. Thanks so much for tuning in to EWTN's Open Line. We talk faith, family, and fellowship on Tuesdays. If you would like to weigh in with a question today, the number is 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. If you're outside the United States and Canada, that number is 1-205-271-2985. And we'll even put you straight to the front of the line at one 1- 205-271-2985. And you can always send us an email. That email address is openline at EWTN.com. I'm Jack Williams, Michael McCall, producing the program. Your call screener is Matt Kubensky and Jeff Burson handling our social media efforts. So if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook Live, you can type a question into the chat window and it may find its way to us by the end of the program. And our host today, live in studio in Birmingham, which is why I got the heck out of the building, is Father Wade Menezes. How are you? Jack, I'm doing great, especially because I am seated in your chair. And I don't know if this is going to become a regular thing or not. I doubt it. I doubt it. But that said, I feel quite, shall I use the word privileged to be seated yeah. here? Heavy the head that wears the beanie. <laughs> So, well, Father, it, it is yeah. great to be here in studio. Yeah. Yes, I, you know I, we talk about God our Father all the time, but we've got some pretty good mothers in the history of the church, and even in contemporary times, Mother Angelica, Mother Teresa. You're going to talk about another one today. That's right, Mother Cabrini. As we continue to make our way through this beautiful month of November in honor of the holy souls in purgatory, the members of the church suffering, and the members of the church triumphant in heaven, which kick it all off on November first. Right. Uh, I want to talk today about a great female saint, Mother Francis. Xavier Cabrini, whose feast day we celebrated yesterday on November 13th. And I want to talk about two virtues that she especially exhibited, and I'll do that towards the end of the springboard or when we come back from the break if I don't get through all of this, but just a phenomenal, phenomenal life. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, affectionately known as Mother Cabrini. Listen to this, Jack. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini was born July 15th, 1850 in Lombardy, Italy, and died December 22nd, 1917 in Chicago at the age of 67. She professed private religious vows at the age of 27, adding Xavier to her name in honor of the great Jesuit missionary to the East, St. Francis Xavier, the Jesuit. She was an Italian-American sister who in 1880 founded the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart, a missionary order that served as a major support system for Italian immigrants in America. By 1887 in Italy, she had already founded many schools, hospitals, orphanages, and a prison ministry. 
Although she founded the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart in Italy with the original intention of evangelizing China, like her namesake, with the encouragement of Pope Leo XIII, she set out for the United States in 1889, where she would establish even more schools, hospitals, and orphanages. Pope Leo had told her to go, quote, not to the east, but to the west, end quote. And that's exactly what she did. But more comfortable with the workings of schools and orphanages, she pleaded ignorance of health care when asked to open her first hospital. The Blessed Virgin Mother soon appeared to her in a dream, tending to the sick, and told Francis Xavier Cabrini, I am doing the work, my daughter, that you refuse to do. Columbus Hospital in Chicago was Francis Cabrini's very next project. <laughs> See how dreams can kind of move us, Jack? <laughs> her missionary zeal also led her to South America where she founded schools in Argentina, Brazil, and Nicaragua. She died in 1917, as I said earlier, having established 67 institutes of her order in both Europe and the Americas. On July 7, 1946, Mother Cabrini became the first naturalized citizen of the United States to be canonized a saint of the Catholic Church. She collapsed sadly and died in Chicago at the age of 67 as she wrapped Christmas sweets for local school children. She once said, and I quote, I will go anywhere and do anything in order to communicate the love of Jesus to those who do not know him or have forgotten him, end quote. She is the patron saint of immigrants and hospital administrators. Her noted virtues, obedience, faith, industriousness and diligence and it's these last two i want to talk about industriousness and diligence the virtue of industriousness is defined as commitment and faithfulness to tasks and duties especially in work that leads to natural and supernatural maturity of the individual having the virtue of industriousness means that you are diligent and hardworking, especially in a way that will produce personal maturity when we are young, for example, Jack, uh, being industrious can look like such, such things as completing homework on time without being asked to do so, doing chores without being asked to do so, taking care of pets, etc., without ask, uh, being asked to do so by parents. So the virtue of industri industriousness especially leads to maturity of the individual. And the virtue of diligence, the second one I want to focus on in Mother Cabrini's life, speaks of similar virtues like diligence, uh, tenacity, persistence, consistency, and perseverance, and dedication. Diligence may be described as an attitude exhibiting constant and earnest effort to accomplish whatever has been undertaken, regardless of the circumstances surrounding the task at hand or the person carrying it out. Diligence is an attitude which exhibits an earnest effort to continue with the task or that of an accomplishment, regardless of the distractions that may surround it. This reminds me, Jack, of something that my own father, Louis Menezes, would frequently tell us five kids as we were growing up, especially once we entered our ten teenage years. He would always tell us in Portuguese, sempre a frente, sempre a frente, and it's Portuguese for always ahead or, or always forward, right? Always move forward, always move ahead. And I'll never forget my dad frequently telling his kids that. Uh, you know, the Portuguese have a, have a great work ethic, and my father had that. And I, I see these virtues of industriousness and diligence in him. So what can we learn from Mother Cabrini in her life? Huh? First, that she was imbued with the spirit of the gospel and the gospel values. She sought to assist the sick, the infirm, delinquent youths, orphans, prisoners, 
immigrants, and she founded numerous orphan orphanages, hospitals, schools, and a prison ministry, as I said earlier. Second, she took challenges and exhibited undaunted courage. Huh? Uh, remember that she founded 67 houses and charitable foundations tied to her order, the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. That's one per each year of her life on average, as she herself died at age 67. She crossed the ocean 25 times during her lifetime, and she established institutions in Europe in eight major American cities, including New York, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and New Orleans, and in Central and South America as well. And thirdly, Jack, Mother Cabrini did things by faith that by all appearances look to the common observer to be absolutely crazy <laughs> and <laughs> crazy to attempt certain things. L- listen to this. For example, she once climbed atop a marble statue of an angel holding a book and placed a note on the book that stated the exact amount of money she needed to purchase land to build a hospital. She had the money that very afternoon from a generous benefactor who had witnessed the spectacle of Mother Cabrini climbing the statue earlier that day. He gave her the exact amount that she needed to purchase the the ground for the hospital. She knew she wanted to establish the foundation of her order in the city of Rome itself. And so what did she do? She would appeal directly to the Holy Father, Leo XIII, and seek permission from him directly to do so. And at the beginning of her endeavors in the United States, she ran into much opposition. But nevertheless, she had the utmost trust and confidence in Almighty God. After arriving in New York, she and her six companion sisters prayed for protection, for they had absolutely nothing, not even food. Within minutes, they were offered apples to eat. In short, Mother Cabrini Jack had a great, great trust in divine providence, we could say, along with these great virtues of obedience, faith, industriousness, and diligence. So, any callers out there uh, that want to call in today, maybe watching live on Facebook or YouTube or listening live, pull over safely and give us a call in your vehicle. Uh, What saint or saint and his or her virtues really, really stand out for you and you admire personally and try to take on those virtues. Uh, I I'm, I'm, have a great affinity personally with the industriousness and diligence of Mother Cabrini. I, th- I think it's fantastic what she did. Uh, I see a lot of her own work ethic and not only my own personal work ethic, and I say that in all sincere humility, but I, I truly sincerely do. I see it in my Portuguese upbringing, uh, and I'm just really enamored with her life and all that she was able to do. So maybe you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube. Give us a call about a particular saint uh, that really inspires you in your own personal life, maybe two, three, one uh, virtue that really stands out in that saint's life as we continue to comb through this month of November in honor of the members of the church penitent or the members of the church suffering and the members of the church triumphant, which kicked it all off on November 1st. Give us a call and give us a witness about your favorite saint during this month of November. 833-288-EWTN is our toll-free number. It's Open Line Tuesday with Father Wade. This is Open Line on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. If you have a question, call 1-833-288-EWTN. That's one 833 288 3986. Outside North America, call 1205 271 2985 or 
send us an email to openline at EWTN.com. You know, as we get ready for the Advent season, a great new book in EWTN's religious catalog, Rejoicing in Hope Meditations for the Advent and Christmas Seasons by Bishop Robert Baker. In this enlightening and cathartic devotional, Bishop Baker shares stories and reflections on sacred scripture, the saints, popes, and other famous individuals, maybe even Mother Cabrini, that might provide hope and inspiration for the Advent and Christmas seasons. Bishop Baker fills the book with brief, powerful meditations and penetrating daily questions for reflection and action. They also offer a prayer for each day when you light the Advent or Christmas candle. And um, you'll find practical tips on applying gospel uh, living to your everyday life, interceding for others who are suffering or away from God, and exercising the virtue of hope to overcome discouragement. Whether you or a loved one are struggling with illness, looking to fortify your faith, or juggling a myriad of worldly concerns, Bishop Baker's words will strengthen you and prepare you to receive our newborn Savior anew at Christmas. It's available now at EWTNRC.com. They're also offering free standard shipping on orders of $75 or more. That is standard shipping in the continental U.S. only. Use the code FREE at checkout. 833-288-EWTN is our toll-free number. We've got some open phone lines for you at 833-288-3986. Who is your favorite saint? Father Wade wants to know. First up today is Judy in Indianapolis, Indiana, watching us on YouTube. Judy, you are on with Father Wade. Hi there. Thanks Uh, for taking my call. Hey, thank you, Judy, for your call today from Indianapolis. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to my saint, um, St. Rita. And um, we, unfortunately, had some teenagers that weren't very well behaved, and she was my inspiration for those times, since she had difficult children um, and eventually prayed for them, and we know the story. But um, she's kind of combined, in my mind, with Mother Angelica, who was also Rita. So when I need extra Mm. help, I pray to my Rita's, plural, um, and they help me out. Well, beautiful. You're t- referring to St. Rita of Kasha, who did have difficult sons, and uh, uh, she prayed incessantly for them, not unlike uh, St. Monica did for St. Augustine for a different reason. St. Rita of Kasha prayed for her two sons not to quarrel and fight with one another, where St. Monica prayed for Augustine to have him convert to Catholic Christianity and to forego his lustful lifestyle. Uh, and the power of moms, huh? The power of moms. And so uh, it's also interesting that you you also uh, pray to Mother Angelica. Rita Rizzo uh, is her name in, in baptism uh, before she became Mother Angelica of blessed memory. And so you pray to both Rita's in the plural, as you said, and that's a great, great thing. Uh, it's a good, also a great witness call. We thank you for that, Judy. How are your boys today, Judy? Are they, are they kind of backed on the up and up and in the church? Are they practicing their faith? What will it take to get them to practice the faith uh, if, if they're not practicing the faith? Where are they at right now, just in a, in a simple general sense? Um, so I would say it's a mixed bag. I would say one's just about ready to return to the faith of his childhood. Uh, the other one's a little further off, but okay. I see God at work in their lives in so many ways. And we've had so many miracles. In fact, that they're, thank you, Jesus, still with us. They were, yeah. their behavior was just really, um, not good. We won't go into details, but, but if you look in every lesson they've learned, uh, kind of miracle. And Beautiful. it's just amazing how God moves in their lives. So they will be back to the church. I'm just watching it unfold, and I'm praying, 
praying every day, and God will bring them along, not me. Amen. Amen to that. Remember that God might want to well use you as a uh, direct uh, intervener in bringing them closer to Him. You know, I, I know of a husband and father who recently, out of the clear blue, felt inspired on a whim to invite his son to go to confession with him when the son was visiting the father uh, on a Saturday afternoon. It was the first Saturday of the month, and the father goes on the first Saturday of the month, and the son happened to be visiting at that time. They had a nice one-hour visit, and uh, at, towards the end of the hour, the, the father told the son, you know, I, I'm going to be going to confession here. Would you like to go with me? And just, that just came out of the clear blue. The father told me, he says, I don't even know where that came from. He says, I just, I just asked him on a whim, and he said yes, and he went. I mean, so we don't know what graces are moving in the background when we are in the front of the scenario living life out, right? We don't know what graces are already uh, ripe and ready for the picking, if you will, uh, to share and evangelize with others. And uh, the Father didn't force him, or obviously, or coerce him. He just simply asked him if he'd like to go with him, and the time was right. I think the the Holy Spirit... uh, prompted the son to go because he had such a wonderful visit with his father. He saw the faith of his father. His father invited him to go on a whim, and I think that's great. So that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, Judy, I want to say this, too. Um, I'm asking callers to call in and give a witness about a particular saint that has influenced their life, especially in regards to living virtue, maybe some virtue or virtues in the plural that that particular saint exhibited in their own life. And here... I got to say that, remember what I said at the beginning of the springboard, Mother Cabrini, Cabrini, Francis Cabrini, took the name Xavier precisely because she was inspired by the Jesuit missionary to China, St. Francis Xavier. So here I am using Cabrini, Mother Cabrini as an example, for my own love of industriousness and diligence and getting the job done, so to speak. And here, Mother Cabrini herself looked to another saint, so much so that she took his name, Xavier, Mother Francis Xavier Cabrini. So that's what I want our callers to do today, Judy, just like you did. You gave a a beautiful witness call just now for your two Ritas, St. Rita of Kasha and Mother Angelica, who we remember fondly and lovingly, the founders of EWTN. Uh, and so we thank you so much for that call, Judy. And then I just want to share three brief paragraphs uh, from the canonization of Mother Cabrini uh, by Pope Pius Twelfth. Huh? Remember that Mother Cabrini was the first naturalized citizen of the United States to be canonized as saint of the Catholic Church on July 7th, 1946, by Pope Pius Twelfth, And he says this, kind of hinting at her industrial and her diligence as virtues. He says this, he says, quote, Where did Mother Cabrini acquire all that strength and that inexhaustible energy by which she was able to, f- to perform so many good works and to surmount so many difficulties involving material things, travel, and men? Undoubtedly, she accomplished all this through her faith, which was always so vibrant and alive in her heart also through the divine love which burned within her, and finally through the constant prayer by which she was so closely united with God, from whom she humbly asked and obtained whatever her human weakness could not obtain on its own. In the face of the endless cares and anxieties of life, Mother Cabrini never let anything turn her aside from striving and aiming to please Almighty God and to work for His glory for which nothing aided by God's grace seemed too laborious or too difficult, or beyond human strength, for her to personally tackle. 
So there you have it. Mother Cabrini, one tough bird, I'd like to say, huh? And uh, got it done. And so she's a great one to look at. Thank you so much, Judy, for your own call today. So did your mother have a St. Rita uh, statue in every room? No, she didn't have a St. Rita statue in every room because we were perfect kids, Jack. The five Menezes kids were perfect. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, There's a we whole didn't. house of friars that can hear your confession right there on campus, yeah, mother. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I ran into three of them this afternoon on my way in here. Maybe God was trying to tell me something. <laughs> Next up is Kay in Columbus, Ohio, listening on Sirius XM Channel 130. Kay, you're on with Father Wade. Hi. I just wanted to share an experience that I had. This was a long time ago. I worked in a county jail as a corrections officer. I was friends with the detectives, and they would show you pictures of what people do to other people. Mm. And so I'm like, you know, I'm not sure, God, why this would even be, and how could you let this happen? And, and you know, that whole, all the thinking. Well, I wasn't sure about staying in the Catholic Church, and, but they had this shrine outside of Denver to Mother Cabrini. And mm-hmm. you got to go, it's a lot of steps. you got to go all the way up the top. And at the top, they have it encased in glass or something where the sacred heart was shown to her. And so I used to go up there, you know, when I would be troubled and so on and so forth. So one day, it was a lot of snow, not a soul in the parking lot. And, of course, I was a young person then. I thought, well, I'll go up there. And the snow was so deep that you could see the handrail. So it's kind of hard. And I was, I was going up the mountain and just thinking about things. And all of a sudden, there was this guy in a windbreaker. I remember distinctly, and I'm thinking, man, it's awfully cold for him to have a windbreaker on. Hmm. And he just smiled at me real nice. And then we passed, and I continued trudging up the hill. And then I looked to my right, and there someone had written, he loves you. And I turned around, and that guy was gone. So, anyway, now I'm pretty much a diehard Catholic. <laughs> all these years later, but I had no idea Mother Cabrini, when Father Manisa was saying all that about her. I really didn't know much about her, other than there was a shrine, and for some reason I was drawn to it. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Kay, so much. Was that was that written in the snow? Jesus loves you, or yeah, it was written. Yeah, no, it was wow. written in the snow, right here, and it said, "Jesus loves you." And then I, I turned around, and that guy was gone. I mean, right. I, I don't know who the guy was. And then my sister-in-law, she's a real, like, lockstep Catholic. I used to be more of a Martin Luther King Catholic. And Fran was telling me, I was sharing that story a long time ago, and she said, well, that was an angel, Kay. And I was yeah. like, okay, maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> but it, I still remember it vividly, and that was probably 40-some-plus years ago. Wow, beautiful. Anyway, Mother Cabrini. Yes, Mother Mother Cabrini, that's right. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much, Kay, for a beautiful, beautiful story. And it might well have been an angel. They've appeared as human persons before. We know that from Scripture. God bless you, Kay. Thank you so much. We'd love to hear about your favorite saint. Give us a call. The number is 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-EWTN. 3986. If you're outside the United States and Canada, we would still love to hear from you. That number is 1-205-271-2985. And we'll even put you straight to the front of the line at 1-205-271-2985.
five. Father Wade, if we have a young man from the age of 18 to 40 listening to the broadcast today who feels an overwhelming compulsion to itinerant missionary preaching, what should he do? He should go to fathersofmercy.com and check out our wonderful, wonderful website. It's very user-friendly. Comb through it. See what we are all about as itinerant missionary preachers. And come do a come-and-see weekend by contacting our vocation director, Father Joseph Morgan, at the following email address, vocations at fathersofmercy.com. That's the word vocation with an S at the end of it, vocations at fathersofmercy.com. Again, contact Father Joseph Morgan, our vocation director. Straight ahead, we'll talk to Mary in Illinois, Mary in Nebraska, Dave in Montana, and we've got plenty of time for your calls as well. 833-288-EWTN. It's EWTN's Open Line Tuesday with Father Wade Menezes. This is Open Line on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Still a couple of open lines for you at 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Next up is Mary in the great state of Illinois listening on iHeartRadio. Mary, you are on with Father Wade. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Hello. Can you hear me, Father? Yes, I sure can, Mary. Thank you so much for your call from Illinois today. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, so my uh, my witness here is a, a contemporary saint who I, I like very much. Um, I'm calling to tell you about um, Father Wade Menezes. He, he was really, really a very, very strong witness to me at a re- recent, not recent, couple of years ago, retreat I was on. Hey, Father Wade was the retreat leader. And all the women, it was mostly women, were talking about, well, how can we become more holy, and how do we know God loves us, and all this, and... Father Wade had this wonderful, wonderful exhortation to the duty to your state in life. I loved it. I've never forgotten it. And you asked us all, just think about what's in your refrigerator right now. (laughs) (laughs) You mean... And it was like, what is, what what does your refrigerator look like right now, women? You know, and and, um, oh my goodness, you know, all the women just fell down laughing because, you know, we've all, oh my gosh, yes, 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 you convicted us. We can all go home and do a better job of cleaning our house. But, you know, it really stays with me that our state in life is indeed how we can please God. Mary, if you... Mary, if you have not yet seen it, you've got to get a copy of it. My latest series on EWTN, 10 parts, half hour each episode. So a total of five hours of preaching and 10 episodes, half hour each. Uh, work out your salvation, the theology of faithfulness oh. to daily duty. Listen to the whole title. Listen to the whole t- title. Work okay. out your salvation, the theology of faithfulness to daily duty, becoming holy right where you are. Again, work out your salvation, colon. The Theology of Faithfulness to Daily Duty, Becoming Holy Right Where You Are, Whether Single, Married, a Consecrated Priest, Brother, Sister, Doctor, Farmer, Lawyer, Retired Grandparent, Working Grandparent, Recently Widowed Grandparent, High School Student, University Student, It Doesn't Matter, The Divorced Dad of Three, Striving to Live a Chase Life, Um, It it Doesn't Matter, The Homeschooling Mother of Four, Uh, it, It Doesn't Matter, We Are Called to Begin Our our road towards sanctity 
And a life of heroic virtue, which is what the saints are canonized based on, is their heroic virtue exhibited while still living on earth. Uh, right where we are is where that journey begins. And that's what you're getting at here. And so I want to thank you so, so very much for your witness call and, and how that stayed with you from years ago when I gave that retreat. Thank you so much. Uh, you also wanted to say something about little uh, St. Jacinta and St. Francisco. Yes, I did. I did. Because, yes, after after you, Father, um, I do have a great devotion to the child saints. They just blow me away because of their innocence, mm. and they are superior to us because of that. And uh, I loved how Francisco wanted to console the heart of Jesus. Mm. Here he was, 11 years old, taking the weight of the world on his shoulder. He wouldn't go to school. He'd go into the church and sit to console the heart of Jesus. And those kids, when you look at their few pictures, they are as serious as a heart attack. But boy, their their witness is profound and has a great, great effect on me. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like it's like Saint Maria Goretti for modesty and purity. Just a there is a certain innocence about the children's saints, Saint Dominic Sabia, who died just a few days shy of yeah. his fifteenth birthday. Uh, I think Francisco and Jacinta were seven and nine respectively at the time of the apparitions. They died a few years later, just a couple years later. Uh, so yes, there, there's something very, very special about the children's saints. There's a certain innocence there. Well, Mary, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate your phone call today from Illinois, and thank you for being a listener to Open Line Tuesday. You know, Father, I like... Thanks, Mary. I like that, Mary, so much. Let's go to another Mary, a first-time caller in Omaha, Nebraska, listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. Mary, you're on with Father Wade. Okay. Um, Hi, Father. I just wanted to say that I have a very special devotion to St. Therese, the little flower, St. Therese of the Child Jesus, and um, she has interceded, continues to intercede for me, and that's really all I, I just try to promote uh, devotion to the little flower. I uh, was in the on the element in the elementary level of a Catholic school when I first heard about her, and I started reading the story of a soul at a very young age. Now I've read it about three times, and uh, starting to read other uh, revised um, editions of it. Dorothy Day just wrote. One and I just returned from Darien, Illinois, where uh, Zelie and uh, and Louis, Louis and Zelie, her parents were the first married couple to ever be canonized together. So I yeah. I was there to be with their relics and her relics. Also. Oh, beautiful! And, uh, was that recently, and, uh, or yeah. was that recently? Yes, that... it was. It was on her feast. It was on her feast day, and okay. they were doing something from the. Oh, September all the way up to October first. So oh, I attended that's beautiful. it. I did not know. October. I did not know that Saint Louis and Saint Zélie Martin's uh, relics were yeah. in the United States. Uh, the, the parents of Saint yeah. Therese. And you are correct, yeah. uh, Mary, that um, yeah. in July yeah. of 2015, during the International Synod on Marriage and the Family. Uh, Pope Francis canonized Louis and Zélie the very first time that a husband and wife together went through the process towards canonization and were declared servants of God together, were declared venerable together, were declared blessed together, and were declared saints together. The first time in the 2,000-year history of the Catholic Church that a husband and wife together, together, 
at the same time were elevated to the glories of the altar. The Catholic Church, of course, has husband saints. We have wife saints, but they never went through the process together. And and Mary, I don't know if you know this or not, but their universal feast day, Louis and Zélie Martin, parents of St. Therese, July 12th is their universal feast day every year on the church's calendar. Are you ready for this? Yep their wedding anniversary. How beautiful is that? Their wedding anniversary is their actual feast day on the church's universal calendar, the parents of St. Therese. I did not know their relics were, were in the United States uh, last month I, on Therese's feast day during that time of September through October. Uh, what a beautiful thing to know. I'm so glad you got to go see them. Was it well attended, uh, Mary? Did, was oh, there a lot of people? I, 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 had never seen, I had never seen anything like it. You couldn't get to the relics of, there would have been an hour and a half wait to just touch the glassed in, the glassed in chest. There was a right. huge chest and then that's glassed in and people were touching that. So I, I did um, touch that one, the one for Therese, uh, for the little flower that particular day. It was just on October 1st was very, very long line, two hour wait. But the the um, attendance from when did they start it? They started it like on September twenty uh, seventh, something like that. And people have come from all over. Wow, all beautiful! Over the shrine. So it was. I didn't get to go to. There was a trip to France um, to be in her home, but but in Darien, Illinois, they have uh, not only the relics the story of her family, of, of um, Marie, Pauline, mm-hmm. Leone, and uh, Céline. But there was, uh, they lost five boys, but then there was Helene. I can't imagine all the vocations. She died at, at uh, before her sixth birthday. But uh, they had five girls, four entered Carmelites, and then um, Leone entered uh, Visitation. The Visitation Order, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, a, there, was, there's a great book in the 1940s written, I forget who the author is, but the name of the book is The Story of a Family, The Story of a Family, and it's about the Martin family, uh, Louis and Zaylee and their five daughters, and of course it talks about the miscarriages and the stillbirths that Zaylee and, and Louis went through with their children who died at a very early age, but just uh, uh, the, the faith was so beautifully lived in that home. And uh, it's just a, a, an icon of the Domestica Ecclesia, the way the Martins lived the faith in the home, uh, the Domestica Ecclesia, the domestic church. So, Mary, thank you so much uh, for your witness call today uh, on St. Therese. Little flower, show us your power, huh? Uh, I, I remember hearing that growing up, and I've never forgotten that, because she's one tough bird as well, St. Therese. Uh, little flower, show us your power. So, Mary, thank you so much for a great witness call on St. Therese and her parents, St. Louis and Zaylee Martin, uh, today from your home in Omaha, Nebraska. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you continue to remain a listener here on Dave, Open Line Tuesday. Yep. Dave is next up. He's in Billings, Montana, another first-time caller listening on Billings Catholic Radio. Dave, you're on with Father Wade. Hey, Father Wade. My favorite saint is St. John Bosco. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Salesian order. I went to uh, Salesian boarding school in Watsonville, California, called St. Francis. Of course, St. Francis is sales. And I spent many years here at Slaves and Boarding School, and I le- learned a lot about my faith. In fact, I tell some of my, some of my uh, priests around here, I went to more, more, more Catholic school than they did. <laughs> anyway, so. Wow. Uh, so I take Don Bosco. And then, of course, Dominic Savio. Was, uh, right. Was the, uh, yeah. Was 
Yeah, John Bosco is affectionately known as the Apostle of Youth or the Disciple of Youth. He and his mother founded many orphanages for young boys and young girls to teach them a trade so that by the time they got older, they would have a trade established and learned that it would be easy for them to find a job in society and to um, get their life on their feet uh, and and make a, an income for themselves and become uh, reputable, responsible citizens as young people in the world. And he and his mother did fantastic, fantastic work. And he was a mentor, of course, to all of his children that he uh, oversaw with his mom at the orphanages and his orders oversaw as well. Uh, but he was a, a very special uh, mentor to... Um, uh, St. Dominic Savio, who I mentioned earlier, one of the youth saints of the church, who died just a few days before his his 15th birthday. You know, there's a great story uh, told by St. John Bosco in his own writings when he was walking across the schoolyard, the orphanage schoolyard, uh, while the recess was taking place, and uh, Dominic was playing ball with some other boys. And uh, Don Bosco hollers out to Dominic, hey, Dominic, what would you do? If an angel of the Lord appeared to you right now, all of a sudden, and told you that in just 15 minutes you would die and would have to give an account of your very life before God, what would you do? And without batting an eye, young Dominic Savio answered back to John Bosco, well, I would just continue playing ball, Father, because after all, it's the recess half hour. And precisely because of that fact, I know that these games are most pleasing to Almighty God. Talk about faithfulness to daily duty, huh? Whether your work, your prayer, or your recreation and leisure, in this case, recreation and leisure, precisely because it was the recess half hour, Dominic Savio responded to John Bosco that he would just continue simply playing ball with his friends because it was the recess half hour, and precisely because of that fact, he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that these games of ball were most pleasing to Almighty God. So even if an angel of the Lord appear, appear to him right then and there and told him that in just 15 minutes he would die, he would just continue being faithful to his daily duty and in that particular sense, continue the recess and playing ball with his friends. What a great, great message that is in regards to one of our earlier callers, I believe, of Mary as well. Faithfulness to daily duty and living that faithfulness to daily duty. So Dave, thank you so much for your call from Billings, Montana. You guys got snow on the ground yet in Billings? No, it's about 55 or 60 degrees and no snow right now. Well, we don't have snow here in Birmingham, Alabama either, so. <laughs> hey, Dave, thank you so much, and please continue to be a listener to Open Line. We thank you so much for your call today. You know, Daniela in California called in, and she said that St. Faustina is her favorite saint. In fact, she said a priest once told her to paint, and that St. Faustina has inspired her art ever since. Wow, praise God. What a great witness that is, huh? Inspired her, has inspired her art ever since. Very, very good. Next up is Jeff, a first-time caller outside of Jacksonville, Florida, listening on Sirius XM Channel 130. Jeff, you're on with Father Wade. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Uh, I had a, a love of music from both sides of the family uh, from birth. Oh, great. And uh, sometime, sometime uh, like five years old, I was introduced to the Beatles, and I never looked back. I haven't, I haven't sang or written a song in many, many years, but... Uh, Sometime in my young adult life, uh, I, I had a priest, uh, when I had vocal problems, who told me, uh, pray to St. Blaise. 
And uh, I've been praying uh, nonstop uh, every day, twice a day to St. Blaise and St. Michael the Archangel as well. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it served me well. It has served me well. And, uh, you know, it said the, the devil has all of the good music, but I don't I don't buy that for one instant. Uh, you know, the children, especially in today's times, they need a positive message about Christ and Christ's love. Amen. And uh, and God and God in the in the Holy Spirit. So I'm at the ready. Should should God open the right door and point me in the right direction? Uh, uh, it's never too late. You're never too old. Although I've uh, advanced in years, I I still got gas in the tank. So if God needs me, I'm going to be there. Amen, Jeff. What a great witness call. You know, uh, you're aware, of course, that the Blessing of Throats is done in honor of St. Blaise every year on February 3rd, his feast day. Have, have Absolutely. You, have, you, have you partaken of that before? Oh, of course. Of course. Praise God. Good, good. Well, uh, Jeff, be on the lookout for Holy Trinity Parish in Jacksonville, I believe, in March. I'm going to be there for a four-night parish mission, Monday through Thursday. If you go to their website, they may have something already posted about it. If not, uh, you can uh, contact the parish, and they'll let you know what the dates are. Again, that's uh, in March of 2024. Uh, During Lent, Holy Trinity uh, parish. I believe the pastor there is Father Bart Gada, and he's having the Fathers of Mercy in to give that four-night parish mission, and I've been the one who's received the assignment, so hopefully you can make it to that parish mission. Well, wonderful. I, I really appreciate your exuberance. Love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. God bless you. Thanks. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you for listening to Open Line Tuesday. Speaking of great saints, Bernadette is next up. I, Father, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not the saint, but just in case, I'll be very reverent. <laughs> she lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, listening on the Amazon Echo. Bernadette, you're on with Father Wade. Thank you. I wish I was a saint. <laughs> a well, saint Bernadette, as, as Jeff just told us, it's never too late to work on that heroic uh, virtue, and that's what we canonize saints based on, is their heroic <laughs> virtue exhibited while still living on Earth, even if they weren't always heroic in their virtue, and they had their faux pas, their issues, their dependencies, their addictions. The fact is, by the end of their life, they got the memo, and they lived it to a heroic degree. So, Bernadette, who is your favorite saint? Well, you think it'd be St. Bernadette. She is one of them. I have many of them. It depends on what I'm praying for. But St. Eustatis is probably the first saint I ever had a devotion to. And um, he's always been there for me since mm. I, I, I... He's even my confirmation saint. I had made a, uh, I asked for a request, and he came through with it. And I promised that if he answered it, I would have him as my confirmation saint. In a day with every girl had a girl saint, and I had St. Jude. Oh. And I, I just have always, I was kind of teased from that, but that's okay. I, I love St. Jude. Anyway, so years ago, I was taking care of my mom, and she was very ill, and I remember, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just so tired, and I was in the car, and I was crying, and all of a sudden, I looked, and there was a car in front of me, and it said, pray to St. Jude. And I'm like, that's weird. So I followed the car. It was an old jalopy. I followed it to this parking lot, and I didn't, I live in this little small town, and I'd never seen this car before. And I, and he got out, this old man gets out of the car, and I start talking, blubbering, how I just can't believe I was upset, and I was so happy that I saw this car. And he just stared at me, and he took out of his pocket, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill me. <laughs> he took out a tiny little... Um, silver um, statue of St. Jude, keeping those little plastic things. Yes, I was going to say, he probably I, gave you something of St. Jude, like a medal or something, he didn't did. he? And I, I taught, he didn't say anything, he just bowed his head, got back in the car after he parked, and left. 
Wow. So I'm like, that's where you even get out. So anyway, that in the store, I kept it on my wall with a, with a card of St. Jude. Went to the Hawaii with my sister and my son, and I lost my purse in um, a fast food restaurant. Stupid thing. I left it in there, went back. It was gone. And I was worried because my ID was in the wallet, which I would need for the airplane trip back to California the following Friday. My sister, my son, and I sat in the car waiting for the police, saying the rosary. The police told me that I would need to go to the police station, obtain a letter stating what happened to the airlines, but they were skeptical that would do the job. And my sister and I then been going to daily mass and seems to do so. There was a statue of St. Jude at the church. <clears throat> he's a novena to St. Jude. He, as I told you, he's my confirmation state, right? Did a, did a prayer to St. Jude. And the following Wednesday, two days before I was leaving for an early morning uh, flight back, um, my husband called me from California, and he told me that, he says, you'd not believe what just happened. He'd been homesick, and he's never homesick, never. And and he does, he usually goes to work anyway. He received an envelope that contained my driver's license and all my credit cards, minus my money, and $200 in gift cards that I had received for my birthday. There was a note in the envelope that said, I found this on the freeway. No name or return address. They got my address for my driver's license. And in order, this is the kicker, in order to overnight it and for me to receive it in time for me to get my early morning Friday flight, he would have to do it by 3 o'clock that same day. If he was home, he wouldn't have had done that. Right, right. And so I got it. Well, time. beautiful. And was Isn't the St. Jude Holy Card in there or not? No. It, it wasn't. But you got... But you items got... were missing. St. Jude and the St. Jude Holy Card right. were missing. Well, but maybe that, that person that. needed them more than you did. And and the That's good news I is thought. that that good Samaritan definitely provided you back with everything else that, that he could once he found it on the on the uh, highway or the interstate, as he said. So praise God for that good Samaritan's kindness. Well, thank you so much. This is something really quick here, uh, Bernadette, is that uh, all four of us Menezes boys took Jude as our confirmation saint, and our only sister, who's in the middle, she has two older brothers and two younger brothers, she's in the middle of the five kids, she took Judith. And guess how she spelled Judith for her confirmation name? J-U-D- E-T-H. She did not go I-T-H. She went E-T-H. So our mother, Joyce Menezes, God rest her soul, had a very strong devotion to St. Jude. And uh, she says, you know, you kids don't have to, but I would be so happy if you each took Jude for your confirmation. Kind of like a mother's guilt trip type thing. So long story short, we all took Jude, and even our sister took Jude, but she put the feminine with the full name of Jude's Jude in it, J-U-D-E-T-H. So that's kind of a fun story in our family. And we all have the middle name Lewis after our father, Lewis Menezes, God rest his soul. And our only sister again has Louise for her middle name after dad as well, L-O-U-I-S-E. So there you have it. So uh, the, the wonder of the saints and how the saints influence families across the board. So thank you so much, very much, Bernadette, for your call today. You know, Father, it was funny when, when my late wife, Susie, when we first received her diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, um, shortly thereafter, I ran into uh, the priest that, that eventually celebrated her funeral mass. Mm. And um, I told him the situation that we found ourselves in and, um, and told him that we had started a novena to St. Peregrine, who is the patron saint oh, yeah. of cancer patients. Yep. And he reached into his briefcase and pulled out a well-worn, which was obviously his personal copy of the St. Jude novena, and handed it to me and said, Saint Peregrine is a chump. <laughs> <laughs> Saint Jude. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he said, "We're not, we're not, we're not fiddling around. We're going straight to the to the top of the hopeless causes list here." So that's right. Uh, that's what I like to call a saintly twofer. A saintly twofer. <laughs> there, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> Be sure to check out Women of Grace tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's Wacky Wednesday. Sue Brinkman will be in the house, and they'll be talking about why Tai Chi and Catholicism don't mix. Check it out tomorrow, Wacky Wednesday, on Women of Grace at 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on EWTN Radio. Next up is Martin in Columbus, Ohio, listening on St. Gabriel Radio. Martin, you're on with Father Wade. Hi, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm calling. I have a lot of favorite saints, I guess, but uh, we've been recently doing the litany of uh, Dominicans, uh, saints and mm-hmm. blesseds, and uh, I've been struck with uh, the story of uh, uh, Blessed Bartolo Longo because uh-huh. uh, I think... Uh, by golly, if uh, if he can become a blessed, there's hope for anybody, and particularly for any lapsed Catholic. And uh, yeah. my one friend, she's a neighbor, Joanne. She and I say a rosary each night, and we've continued the litany. And whenever we get to Bartolo Longo, we cheer. <laughs> yeah, amen. You know, an interesting thing about him, and you're probably alluding to this, Martin, is uh, he became heavily involved in Satanism and the occult while a student at the University of Naples, right? And get this, he would eventually die on October 5th, as, as an older man, I forget how old he was, but he was older, he would eventually die on October 5th, which would later become St. Faustina Kowalska's feast day, the Divine Mercy Seer. So praise God, he renounced his Satanism and his involvement in the occult within one year of beginning, of beginning to dabble in it. So he was ordained, and I use that word in quotes here, uh, he was ordained a Satanic high priest at the age of 19. Long story short, by the time he was in his late 20th year, he had renounced all involvement in the occult, all of it. He says the rosary is what brought him back to his senses. He lived many, many, many decades. He eventually married. He lived many, many decades. But get this, he would die eventually on October 5th, which would eventually become St. Faustina Kowalska, the Divine Mercy Seer's feast day. That's how awesome the mercy of God is, huh? And I don't know if you knew those points about him, but he himself died in 1926, uh, Blessed Bartolo Longo. I, he's one of the saints that I've always said, I hope to see him canonized a saint while I'm still living myself. I would love to see him uh, canonized a saint. Did you know those things about him, uh, Jeff? Uh, excuse me, Martin, did you know those uh, things about him? I knew everything about the, except the connection to uh, St. Faustina. That makes it even better. Thank yeah, you for that. that's right. He, he would die eventually on October 5th in 1926, which Faustina was still living at the time. She didn't die until, I believe, 1933. But, of course, she was already restarting to receive the visions of our Lord at that time. So just the mercy of God, huh? Beautiful gift. Thank you so Bye. much, Martin. Father, would you leave us with a blessing? I certainly will, Jack. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of our Open Line Tuesday listeners and remain with each and every one of you this day and always, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. On behalf of our host, Father Wade Menezes, our producer, Michael McCall, call screener Matt Kubensky, and social media maven Jeff Burson. I'm Jack Williams. Thanks for tuning in. Back at it tomorrow with Father Mitch. Until then, God bless.